Welcome to episode 109 of the Happiness Playbook, a podcast that supports your happiness practice through application of the four play theory principles. Be present, let go and play, accept and build, and look outward. I'm your host, Larie Florence, and today we are talking about the power of our focus, specifically focusing on acts of kindness. But before we get to that, it's time for a team huddle. How did you do this week when you faced a disappointment or a loss? I had lots of opportunities to practice this one myself. And I can tell you, it's not easy. When you found yourself trying to escape your current life experience by buffering with food or social media, TV or other distractions, were you able to ask yourself, Would I be better served by being fully present with this pain at this time rather than running from it? Or is there something that I can learn from this discomfort rather than trying to hide from it? Sometimes the lesson we might learn isn't immediately clear, but I can promise that all suffering increases our ability to empathize with others and improve our capacity to relate to what others might be going through. And everyone at some time or another will suffer hardship. Remember, and that will help you be patient with others and increase your long-suffering with others when they don't act as we hoped that they might. So this week's highlight reel is a long one, but it's worth it. When people move to a new city, they often check a map or some type of an index to find different information or facts about the potential place they want to live. There are charts on schools or housing market, crime rates, and other data that become dots on a map that then you can review. And the more of a negative dot, the less inclined you might be to live there. And so that's, that's an interesting way to judge our society. And unfortunately, our current society sells information for money and the news and clickbait people on social media. Um, they have learned that fear gets our attention. And so... They try to focus on those negative dots, hence the focus on the negative that's so prevalent in our news cycle. And, and I've, I've fallen prey to that. You see some headline or some interesting, um, there's a YouTube channel I like about um, really weird accidents at theme parks, which it's sensational. It, it grabs your attention. So... Because of this this human tendency, the artist Saira Siddiqui, and I'll I'll have a link in the show notes because I'm confident I'm not saying her name right. So if you would like to look that up, go to playtheory.org on the podcast section and look at today's show notes. So anyway, this artist, Saira Siddiqui, wanted people to think differently and instead of focusing on the negative, to focus on positive attributes of a community. And she had this idea. And I'll I'll link an article in the show notes that you can go and and review. So Siddiqui 
noticed that the news focused on issues like segregation, extreme wealth disparity, and other negatives like crime rates. So she decided to change that perspective by starting the Peace Dots Project. The Peace Dot Project's tracks random acts of kindness around the world. So instead of just providing a map of these statistics that might merely be markers for for negative or like, you know, black marks against a community, you could go onto the peace dot map and look at random acts of kindness in your community and see how many positive marks there are. So I love that she had this idea and anyone can submit an observed act of kindness, either one that you've observed or even one that you've committed, and that will then be noted as a dot on this map. Siddiqui hopes that tracking random acts of kindness around the world will turn positivity into self-fulfilling prophecies of more positive interactions throughout our society. And we've talked more in depth about self-fulfilling prophecy or the placebo effect in a previous episode, but here's here's some more information on what a self-fulfilling prophecy, or as it's also called, an interpersonal expectancy effect is. A self-fulfilling prophecy is the physical outcome of a situation influenced by our thoughts. And as we've talked about in previous episodes, there are... Um, there are scientific communities that are studying this. It's a very real phenomena, and I'm not going to get into all of that in this one, but it goes a little something like this. Maybe you had a bad night's sleep, and you start off your day with the thought, today is going to be terrible. So you roll out of bed, and you're immediately looking for proof that the day is indeed terrible, because that was a prediction that you made. Maybe you notice the one jerk in traffic instead of the 10 other courteous drivers that you interacted with. Maybe you forget your lunch. Maybe you're late for an appointment or there's a meeting that you forgot about that everyone else remembered. And suddenly it seems that everyone around you is in a bad mood. No one is smiling at you and on and on and on. Our society's focus on the sensational and negative doesn't help our brain's predisposition to be on the lookout for the negative. So in a self-fulfilling prophecy, our brains tend to see the negative because we are, we're defensive, we want to be safe, and so we're, we're always assessing for danger. So we have that tendency, and then society is piling on the um, highlighted negativities because it knows it gets our attention, and then we... At an unconscious level, it seems we'll have this thought that things are going to be negative, and then the brain is so good at tracking that and seeing all of that happen in a way that makes it feel like you have prophesied what the day is instead of your thoughts actually creating what your day is. So not all self-fulfilling prophecies are negative, though. A person's expectations can come true when we act on those beliefs as if they had already happened. And you might have heard of Pollyanna. She was a Disney character. She There was books, but Disney made a movie out of her long ago. And she was effervescently up 
beat. And today is a little bit of a derogatory slang for somebody who is gullible and not realistic. But really and truly, Pollyanna, at least the character she was in the books, she was the master at a positive, self-fulfilling prophecy. She could see the benefit and the good in any situation. And guess what? Her outlook on life was then that life was good and life brought good things. And then she felt cheerful and positive and safe and peaceful. And who couldn't use more of that stuff? So let's all stop bashing on the Pollyanna stuff because I think we ought to aspire to it. And hopefully we all know somebody who's a little bit of a Pollyanna who has mastered a positive outlook and is always having a phenomenal day. I personally have a couple of friends like this and I love to be around them. It's such a breath of fresh air. So here, here's a little more of a breakdown of a self-fulfilling prophecy. First, we might form an expectation for ourselves about what our day or another person or even a place is going to be like. So for example, I was just on a trip. I was traveling for three weeks. <clears throat> and one of the places I got to go was Spain. And I didn't know anything about Spain. I really was surprised and blown away by it. You should all go if you get the chance. But I did set a self-fulfilling prophecy that I was going to really enjoy the time with my husband and the opportunity, come what may, to learn new things, experience new things, and to take in a whole new culture and environment. And for me personally, when I travel, because I uh, get very sick when I eat gluten, I sometimes don't eat very well when I travel. And Spain was no exception. It was very hard for me to find food. And if I hadn't set out that, those previous expectations, it could have gotten negative really quickly because I, I had a lot of long hours of being hungry. But instead of having this expectation that, oh, I'm going to be hungry like I am, usually when I travel, this wasn't news to me, I tried to reframe it around other positive things that I could look towards and experience and enjoy. And I really had a fantastic experience because of that. So another thing that helps establish this self-fulfilling prophecy is when we share these expectations that we have with ourselves and others. So for me, it was a matter of being conscious of them, kind of making a little game plan for this trip. And then also, you know, I shared them with my husband. Hey, I know it's going to be hard for me to find food. And that can be really stressful for both of us because he can eat anything. I call him the human garbage disposal. He never gets sick or has a stomach ache or feels bad. And, um, and it's, it's hard for him when he can, get it, he can eat anything and he's totally fat and happy and I'm over there you know, with the one thing on the menu that's gluten-free and the waiter comes over and says that they're out of it. So he feels my pain. So I wanted to help him understand what my game plan was and that, you know, I, I, I had my nuts, half my suitcase was food that I could eat. So I had a game plan. So um, sharing my plan with him that is going to enjoy the culture and enjoy this experience come what may, that was another uh, stick in the building of this little self-fulfilling prophecy that I was establishing. Another thing that we do with this, uh, or another part of the self-fulfilling prophecy is we will watch for reactions from others that confirm our expectations. So for me, 
on our trip, we, we had the blessing to travel with a few other people. And as I watched them get excited about you know, the new city that we were in, or we drove through the world's largest olive orchard. It went on and on for hours. It was so cool. It was surreal. And listening to them talk about how cool it is. We're still looking at olives. And someone else could have been bored. Someone else could have said, oh my gosh, it's still olive trees. And, you know, one olive orchard looks a lot like another olive orchard. But their excitement about it really helped me remember my goal and my expectation that I was going to be excited about learning new things. And I was more aware of their positive interest and excitement. Another thing that we can do is um, our expectations of a positive encounter with a person, place, or situation, um, when they're realized, this adds to our belief the next time we have an idea or an expectation about something. And so when you know something turns out, like I think my expectations were really met for this trip. Uh, it's true, I didn't have a really great foodie trip. You know, some of my friends go on trips and it's like a foodie adventure. I can't do that because of my, my physical limitations. But these other uh, things I learned were absolutely cherished memories and I had a positive experience and came home so fulfilled and happy. And that, because my, my you know, self-fulfilled prophecy happened, the next time I set out an expectation for something positive, I'll have more fuel that that's going to be realized. So another reason that positive or self-fulfilling prophecy happens, uh, positive ones anyway, is we perform better when we have positive expectations of the outcome. So, for example, uh, if I'm going to go play a pickleball match, if I think I'm playing well and I'm going to have a good experience, I'm going to perform better than if I feel like, oh man, there's nothing I can do to beat the folks on the other side of the net and I can't hit it over the net or in the bounds. You know, I'm, I'm not going to perform as well. So, um, and I think the, the trick is people who have a positive outcome or a positive, you know, they're looking to have a positive self-fulfilling prophecy about their day. Even when something negative happens, people with a positive expectation will view it as a one-off or an anomaly rather than typical. So for example, if I have a positive outlook or expectation about how I'm going to play pickleball, if I do hit it into the net, rather than accepting this belief that I'm a terrible player and I'm never going to win and then, you know, my playing degrading. If I had a positive outlook, I would say, oh, that one didn't go my way. The next shot is going to be better. That was a one-off. That doesn't define my ability as a player. And it's such a mind game and it is so hard to do. And because we tend towards fear-based defensiveness, we really need to be proactive in order to avoid being negatively influenced by these knee-jerk thoughts and expectations that, that tend towards the negative or the defensive or fear-based. So we're only able to do this if we react and act from a conscious state of mind. So is this reminding anybody about the play theory principle of being present? When we're present with our thoughts, only then are we 
able to recognize them for what they are. And when we're being present, we're also better able to recognize others' influences on our thoughts, like the influence social media stories might have or the feeling you might have after you've watched the news. So if you can be present and aware, maybe that will help you to make uh, more informed choices or better choices that will support a positive outlook. So getting back to our highlight reel, which is the Peace Dots Project, I love Sahira Siddiqui's idea to encourage positive, self-fulfilling experiences by inviting us to look for and participate in random acts of kindness. I also love that she's invited all of us to participate in reframing our expectations from negative to positive by participating. Anyone can submit peace dots for consideration or examples of kindness. Just go to the website, Peace Dots Project, and upload your experience with kindness. Or you can follow along and submit your experiences on social media at Peace Dots Project. I'm going to spell that out. P-E-A-C-E-D-O-T-S. P-R-O-J-E-C-T. And just in case you're thinking it has to be some huge thing that's worthy of the national news, it can be something small, like a courteous driver letting you merge into the lane on the freeway. That's, that's a perfectly fine example. Or just somebody who smiled at you that changed your outlook or helped you feel seen. It doesn't have to be giving somebody $100 or you know giving up a room in your house or buying someone a month's worth of groceries. The idea is to showcase that there are far more good things happening between people throughout the world than the negative, terrible, highlighted ones that are so often depicted in the nightly news. So here are just a few examples of some of the submissions to the Peace Dot program or project. So just in case, just to give you some ideas. An elderly man got on the bus I was taking home. He was soaking wet and stooped over, trying to stay warm. Even though it was a gift from my mother, I gave him my jacket and got off the bus. That one happened in Endocina, California. Another. Years ago, I found a wallet in the street I was with my 8- and 12-year-old boys coming home from school. I told them I would find the owner and return it because that is what we would want someone to do for us. So a little play theory shout out. She was looking outward. I searched the wallet for contact information. Along with five $100 bills, I found a phone number that ended up being the owner's mother's phone number. She had her son call me. I returned his wallet, and he immediately pulled $200 out of it and handed it to me. I said, I'm not returning your wallet for a reward. It's the right thing to do. If the situation were reversed, this is the resolution I would hope for, and I want my children to learn what's right. All right, another one. Several employees at Fordyce's farm stand, I'm sorry, at Fordyce's farm stand Show loving kindness and patience to my father who has dementia. I am humbled. That one happened in Salem, Oregon. 
Here's another one. This one was in Dallas, Texas. I was busy loading my kids into the car, and a man took my grocery cart to the corral for me. Oh, man, I can relate to that one. It's such a simple thing, but it just takes a little bit of courage and looking outward. All right, this one happened in Buford, Georgia. A wave and a smile from a stranger brightened my whole day. All right, so those are some examples on their website. And as I said, it doesn't have to be some huge thing. And I hope you'll give this some consideration because can you guess what our play of the week is? I want you to let go and play and share an act of kindness that you observed or did to someone else. I want you to share it on the Peace Dots website. So Peace Dot Project. Uh, let's see. I'm going to put the link on our, in our show notes. And when you do this, this is going to help you reframe your mind so you'll look for the positive and encourage you to be a part of the solution rather than merely a herald of the negative. So go to peacedotsproject.com and help kindness shine. All right, good luck seeing the positive. I'm confident that as you focus on it, you will recognize that it is happening far more often than you thought before you paid attention to it. And uh, in case it's challenging or you've had a hard week like I did, remember practicing can and will help with developing a positive mindset. So keep up the good work. You got this.